Welcome back to Not Like a Regular Mom podcast. I want to welcome a very good friend of mine, Liz, to the podcast. Hi, Liz. Hello. So Liz and I went to college together, and she has just been like a walking ray of sunshine since the day I met her. And we instantly clicked at a party many years ago. And years later, or we can we reconnected over Instagram, which is basically like the number one reason why I will never delete that app. And yeah. I'm so happy that she has offered to come on the podcast. Uh, we have a very heavy subject today, but Liz, I think, is so eloquent the way she speaks about what we're going to talk about. Um, and I think it's a really important topic. It's a topic that's only recently been talked about, I think, thanks in part to social media. So a big reason I want to bring awareness around this this whole issue is to help women feel less alone. I felt really alone when I went through it. Um, coincidentally, this week, abortions were deemed illegal in Texas. So really, no matter where you fall on the political or moral spectrum, it is important to know that things can happen during pregnancy. And those things may require a medical procedure to save the pregnant person's life. Um, And that medical procedure is considered an abortion. Um, So I hope talking about these things more openly, more people will understand the importance of a person's right to choose. So politics aside, let's get into it. We're going to talk about miscarriage um, primarily, and it's a heavy topic. Um, A lot of women have gone through it, but it's not really talked about that much. And like I mentioned, the laws, you hope that they would protect you. But unfortunately, right now what's going on in Texas, it's a scary time. So we hope that by educating people, I don't know, maybe someday things can change. So Liz, please introduce yourself and yeah, tell us, tell us your story. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, thank you so much, Michelle, for having me on your podcast. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. Um, I cannot believe that Instagram kind of rekindled this like friendship I'm obsessed with you. I feel like you're kind of obsessed with me. Absolutely. Um, I think it's like truly one of the only positives that came out of quarantine last year. (laughs) Friendship kind of uh, resurfaced, which I'm so thankful for. Absolutely. Same. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, okay. So I am... in my mid-30s, but I don't really care about age. But uh, two years ago, in 2019, unfortunately, I suffered, and I and I believe it, suffered um, a 16-week miscarriage with um, my, well, my little baby girl. Name, we were going to name her Ryan Elizabeth. I mean, um, and it was absolutely terrible uh I didn't know that I was pregnant I actually found out that I was pregnant uh at I think 12 weeks um wow and I just thought I work in retail so I just thought that December I was like just super tired because you know it's the shopping season and then I figured out in the beginning of January that I that I wasn't just tired and then we found out that we were pregnant we were so excited my husband and I were so excited and um, and then it just like abruptly 
stopped, and especially like when you hear the quote unquote safe time that if you get a past a certain amount of time that you can tell people and um and I and looking back on it now that was in like 2019 um I really should have gone into therapy and I had no idea that I was hurting as much as I was and looking back on it like all of it now even just into the beginning of 2020 I I was just so sad and I just wasn't my like normal self I was I didn't have my normal disposition I wasn't as like (laughs) right sunshine positive person supportive person and um and I just realized that so many women at different stages of their pregnancy unfortunately who have gone through miscarriage they feel like weirdly I don't know, like ashamed and it's so hard to think that you would ever be ashamed of something that like you never wanted to happen. And obviously just not only like the mental trauma, but the physical trauma you have to go through. Um, It's so hard at whatever stage you're at. And I think it's really important as women that we build each other up instead of, um, you know, tear each other down. And I think it's also a good thing that I'm excited to talk about because I've never felt people feel more uncomfortable being around me about a certain topic. Mm -hmm. And I would just love for people to know how to like support women that have gone through miscarriage or families that have gone through miscarriage and, um, that you can be there for them, whether, you know, and it's not, I don't know, you don't need to feel awkward around them. I mean, I mean, not that you need to feel, but like you can feel. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm so thankful to be invited. I think I actually wasn't invited. I think I invited myself. No, you were always invited. <laughs> Truly, you were always on my list. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I think it's also, I just felt really great about talking you today about it because two years later especially the last two years that we've all had of being just in a better place and I haven't yet um become pregnant again but I know it's gonna happen and even if it doesn't happen through like quote-unquote normal ways I know that I'll be a mom someday um and I think it's a, an important perspective to share with people versus just the, it's not happening yet, all that. Right. So I think that's my little intro. I don't know. Can I go over? No, that's perfect. <laughs> I, I really, really appreciate everything you said and for sharing your story. And I think that it probably resonates with a lot of people. And there were so many things that you said that I want to talk about. Um First of all, I have read that it's they think that it's up to 25% of women have had a miscarriage. But like you yeah. like you said there's such shame. And I also I had three miscarriages and I could never oh. put, put my finger on oh. like yeah, it's you know, it's it no matter if you've had one, three, ten, 10, it's just it's miserable. But I could never put my finger on why I felt shame. Why do you think we carry that? Right. I can't figure it out myself. I don't have the answer. I don't know if anybody knows. I think that 
Well, luckily, we are alive and well slash are we well? Um, <laughs> Questionable, yeah. <laughs> that we're able to, like, not quote-unquote live by a certain, like, life trajectory as right. adults. Like, you get married by the age of 23. Gosh, thank goodness I didn't marry the person that yeah. you and I both knew oh, yes. for the 23. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> um, yep. And then, like, you have a baby. I don't know. I think that it's, oh, my gosh. And then while Instagram, like, truly brought us back together, I think that, unfortunately, there's so much, like, fake posting but like just trying to get validation from like mm-hmm. insecurity about this is I'm on the quote unquote like right path with my life yeah. and I don't know I think it's hard for anyone to truly show weakness I'm not saying that miscarriage is weakness because it's not um I don't believe it is but it like you know something didn't go through you know to completion like totally. your pregnancy didn't come out with a full-grown healthy baby and I think maybe that's where you know you get this idea in your head whether you're aware of being pregnant or not and however far along it is I don't know it's like I think that unfortunately we build up this like idea and if we're not truly delivering on a certain time frame, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we're our own worst enemy for that. And I know I personally am for sure, but I think that's probably why. I think it's yeah. definitely more of a, a self thing. Like, I don't want to admit that this happened to me. And I think that, not I think, but I know that being able to say like this was my experience and being able to be a support system for other people um and also just like them being a support to you just talking through it it I don't know just makes it feel better yeah but yeah the shame thing it's just really interesting I don't I, I would say that it definitely is because you believe that you're gonna go on a certain timeline a certain path and I, sh- I am for sure that social media has really made that harder for people yeah. to deal with. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, what do you think? Right? No, I, I totally agree. And I think it's like yeah. almost a really, really uh, difficult form of FOMO where you feel like, oh, all these mm-hmm. people around me are posting their pregnancy yeah. announcements and I don't want to be the only one who isn't. And I don't want and it's also super vulnerable I mean Mm -hmm. and very personal like what actually happens with the miscarriage is not something that you're like hey guys guess what like this is what's happening right now in my body you know it's it's very personal and there's a lot of um I found that I didn't want to tell a lot of people because I didn't want anyone to blame me and even though I knew that I didn't do anything wrong I think people yeah. will get to later. I have in my notes for sure what to say and what not to say. Um, but, you know, I think people yeah. don't know what to say because, like you said, they're uncomfortable. And they just want to say, like, oh, did you do this? Did you do that? Did you try this? And it, and their suggestions even make you feel like it's your fault. So I think that, yeah, unfortunately, the fact that we don't have a comfortable way to talk about this yet, I think that's the problem. 
Um, yeah. It's, I don't know. It sucks. I, yeah. Oh my gosh. I totally agree with you. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Once again, we are in agreement. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and what, what you said, and I know, and I think it's wild that you were 12 weeks pregnant and you didn't know, um, because I was going to ask you, like, did you tell people before 12 weeks? Like, what do you think of this 12 week rule, this unspoken 12 week rule? Like basically if, if someone's not familiar, um, people sort of tell you, or I don't know, we know how, I don't even know where we all get this from, but, oh, you know, you're kind of in the clear after 12 weeks, you know, you're less likely for something to go wrong. And there's like a, an, an anatomy type scan that they do. And you, you feel like it's like the safe zone to tell people, but one, I, I, there's a lot of problems with that. I think one, look, yeah. you said you miscarried at 16 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of takes away from an experience that you've had, like, oh, you're in the clear. Like, no, you're not. like, don't say that to someone, <laughs> you know, like no. it makes you, it takes away from that. And I don't know. I think, um, some people feel like they have to suffer in silence then if they don't tell someone before 12 weeks. Um, uh, it's actually not that. So I have, um, someone who works for me, uh, she's in her first trimester. She's having a really rough time. She's like super sick. And it's really interesting. Like she had to tell me cause she was being like weird. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, are you good? <laughs> she's like, I'm fine. And I just like looked at her because you don't ask people. And we can definitely talk about that. Oh, you, you don't, don't ask people, people that. <laughs> yeah. But you know, we, she knows me and my heart and like I would never ask her but I'm like looking at her I've I've been with her almost every day for the past year and a half yeah I'm staring at her and she's like no and then two weeks later she comes back to me and she goes oh my god yeah and and I think that I have to even check myself because it is um a newer well, not newer. Oh my god, what a weird word to say. <laughs> but she's still within her first trimester, and from my experience, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. You know, so I'm trying to not like right. put my experience on her, and I'm just being super supportive, yeah. all that. But that's like super hard to work through too, because that under twelve week thing, twelve week thing. I, you know, I was. I got to the other side of it and, and unfortunately, you know, it, it did not happen for, for me, but it was, it's weird. Like I have to check myself because obviously I'm like doing like mother head, like be careful, don't overexert yourself. Right. Like, but I have to make sure that I'm not like also freaking her out. Yeah. Because, yeah. Like I, I, I don't, I'm not like a black cloud. I don't believe that every new and fresh new oh my god (laughs) i'm fine with it early new works early (laughs) early pregnancy is like you know gonna you know go to the same path but it's hard and that 12 week thing um when we found out (laughs) it's actually a really funny story i i didn't feel well and i always take off the first week of january because like Retail. Holidays over. Yes. Yeah. I like literally like come back to life that week. 
Tess's birthday is the 30th of, of December. Like, uh, it's like great. Like, we just, I just, you know, come back to life. And I'm literally about to go back to work. And all of a sudden, I'm like so dizzy. I'm like, oh that's God. so weird. And I knew that I needed to like go for my normal annual appointment. And I always make it at the beginning of the year because that's when I have time. Because let's also talk about making doctor's appointments only on your days off because that's oh, really? hard. Yeah, really. Anyway, um, topic for another time. Uh, so I was at home. And I was like, God. And I like legit, uh, what did I crave? I craved something super weird. And I was like, I'm going to order sushi. <laughs> I oh ordered sushi. God. That wasn't my craving, to be clear. I ordered sushi. And then I bought a pregnancy test in secret because my husband was working. Oh my <laughs> and after I ate my sushi, I was like, okay gonna do this you're like let me get one last roll in me uh, one last thing. <laughs> and literally as soon as i peed it was like perfect. no was way like, oh great so i went to my quote-unquote annual appointment i went hey so i took a pregnancy test last night and immediately said that i was pregnant so i'm gonna go with that maybe i'm pregnant oh like, my no, god we're not gonna do an annual that is <laughs> <So> wild <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God. So fast forward, I have the, the ridiculous amount of blood drawn. They verify what I already knew. I tell Steve on his overtime. I walk up to him oh like, my God. Hey, so I'm due August 15th. Oh, I'll my God. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, what? And uh, then like two weeks later, we went to ultrasound. And I'm thinking at this point because I uh, I didn't know because I tr- I like I had breakthrough bleeding. Sorry to get TMI, everybody, no. but breakthrough bleeding in the beginning of December. So I didn't uh, I didn't think wow. that I was pregnant. Um, and we went to my ultrasound. So I'm thinking that like I'm eight weeks, like truly. <laughs> and the lady does my ultrasound. She goes, she's like, oh, what like you think like eight. Like, how far along do you believe you are? And I was like, oh, I, I believe I'm, like, two, you know, eight weeks. She goes, this baby is way too big. Oh, to my God. I was like, oh, my God. Am I on the show? I didn't know I was pregnant. Am I going to have this baby today? In a toilet. And Steve's looking at me, and I'm like, I don't know. Oh like, no, I'd say, like, <laughs> But it's, like. You know, looking back, like that was such an incredible moment that the lady goes, "This baby's way too big." That to is be so funny. Baby. Oh so my like, god! I'm gonna have this baby today. Like this is it. This is I it can't even me. imagine. <laughs> I'm one of those weirdos that's like my body, like my heartbeat will be like half a beat off, and I'm like, "What's wrong? What's going on inside of us?" You know, I have no chill with like anything. So, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. wild. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. So that was my 12 weeks. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then he, uh, I went, I traveled for work, and then I got back home. It was right around uh, Valentine's Day. I got home, like, I think the 18th, and then um, I miscarried on the 20th. So, <sighs> uh, yeah, so it was a little bit wild. I can't imagine, like, time. that roller coaster of 
just like, hey, you're pregnant. Hey, by the way, you're really pregnant. Hey, by the way, like this is happening. So, and, and you just must have been like all over the place. I can't even imagine. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. It was definitely crazy. I told we told our uh, our parents like our, okay, you know, um, once we found out that it was twelve weeks off of that ultrasound, we told my parents, we told these parents, and we told my brother, and then we told like our like three closest like best friends yeah um and and at that at that point not and I am not a, a pessimist you know me I'm not yeah. a pessimist but like I'm very aware of science people science yes and um and that things could happen and I you know I'm glad that we didn't do a big announcement um it was definitely hard Oh, I told my boss, my boss and my, um, the people, the women that I work with, worked with in that role, um, they all knew because like, I love me a cocktail and wine. Oh, right. We were all out to dinner. Yeah. (laughs) I wasn't drinking. It was going to be like super, super obvious for me not to say anything, (laughs) not drink. Um, so I mean, they knew and, but I felt good about keeping it a smaller, closer circle it was um it was a weird conversation to have after the fact yeah uh, we'll talk about to that let people for sure. know um but you know everyone was super supportive i think it was just later on that it got weird you know i think i've <laughs> heard weird yeah i mean i've heard that i don't even know what i think about it because i've gone through both and some people say well the people that you you know, you want to have people around you when you're going through it. You want to be able to talk to them about it. So, you know, share with a group of people, share that you're pregnant, you know, before 12 weeks or before whatever, um, that you're comfortable, that you'd want to have in your life if you do miscarry. And my first miscarriages, I told no one. My first two, Mm -hmm. they were kind of, uh, the one was considered a chemical pregnancy, which I hate Uh. that term. I think it's so dismissive yeah. because, you know, yeah. I still had a pregnant, a positive pregnancy test for, yeah. I don't know, almost a week, you know? Yeah. Um, but I didn't wow. even tell my mom who I'm super close with and that really hurt her. And I, I couldn't understand like why, you know, after I did tell her months later, I didn't understand like why anybody would even want to know. Like I was so, I didn't know anybody who miscarried. Um, and I didn't want it to make anybody feel bad. I think part of it for me is like people pleasy. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. weird, but I didn't want yeah. to make anybody feel bad for me or feel uncomfortable, like you said. And um, then my third miscarriage was actually, it was the first week of lockdown. Um, truly the worst timing of my life to, to go through that. Um, but my parents were so excited. And I think that everybody just assumed like it wouldn't happen to me again. I, you know, I had a baby at my first, you know, son before that. And they just were, my my mom's like, let's just tell everybody, come on, like, you're fine. Let's just tell everybody. And so at like six weeks, I think my mom, I told my huge Italian loud family, you know, and I really wasn't ready, but I was like, okay, I'm fine. And then when I did miss miscarry, it was like the same amount of people who were so loud and excited for me 
that many people reached out to me, which felt really good, but also very overwhelming. And I didn't, you don't like the spotlight when you're going through typically. I mean, I didn't. I, I definitely agree with you. It's, um, it feels good. Now actually I'm like remembering, um, that all of a sudden there was like so many flowers in the apartment Mm. and it felt like, good because people were there yes. but also then I looked around and I was like this is like a, am I allowed to curse here yeah of course okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is home it's like a, this is like a, a fucking funeral parlor yes. right now like I, I what is happening yeah and it was really wonderful that people like were supportive um and I and I do give immense credit to and this is such a weird story but I knew I wasn't feeling well and I thought that I just had Roxy Hicks mm. yeah um, cramping and I had let my boss know after I got back home from traveling and I was like hey I'm just gonna like take it easy so supportive whatever and she literally was calling me to check in on the 20th and I was like back home after the hospital oh my god and and she was my first she other than Steve who was with me thank god other than Steve she was the first person that knew because I like I just happened to pick up like I was in shock like you know what I mean like yeah you're in shock and you're like what the hell just happened and and I picked up the phone and I was and she's like, hey, are you okay? And I was like, no. And she's like, what happened? And I was like, I'm no longer pregnant. And she just started crying. Ugh. And I just remember just feeling so appreciative that she was there for me in that aspect. And she's also the best leader that I've ever worked for. And I wish I could work for her until the end of time Mm -hmm. um but it it was just crazy and like to your point you have these people that you're happy that they know because they can support you but at the same time like they know yeah (laughs) they know that like it's such a vulnerability yeah like it's it's just like the realest of the like the most i don't know it's just it's really hard and i think you, I know, looking back on it now, like, I don't regret telling the people that I told. I don't regret not telling the people that I didn't tell. I am so fucking thankful I did not do an announcement on mm. social media. Like, that would have killed me. A pregnancy announcement. Yeah, of I course. Think that sharing the miscarriage was um, very therapeutic for me. Yeah. I think it's it, it helped people, other women, reach out to me about their experience. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, was super gratifying. Both, I hope both ways. Um, but I that's the only thing that I'm, like, so thankful for, that I did not announce anything. Because I, I don't know. Like, I think that would have been really, what I think, I know that would have been really yeah. hard for me. Absolutely. So hard to put all that energy and all those 
I mean, you know, I had to cancel my baby shower. Oh my, oh my god. god. Yeah, it was awful. Oh it was my god. Terrible. That is but, so unfair. It just. Yeah, I, but it, it, it is. You're right. You know what? You are right. It is unfair. Um, but it, you know, I feel like two years later, pandemic. Right. climate change right. unrest. I'm like wow thanks for the distractions <laughs> life I'm like but in a weird way thank god like I had that experience to like give me a real life experience I yeah. think that was my true first life experience I, yeah. I mean we've all gone through things but I think that was the first thing that I couldn't control yeah. I couldn't be my perfectionist self. I couldn't just like will it with positivity and mm-hmm. raise sunshine. You know, it didn't happen and it made me realize that I'm human and other people like need to know more of the real raw stuff that happens that even the most positive people go through trauma and they can still come back from it. And we have to be there for people. And you truly, like, I feel like this is, like, one of those home goods signs. You never know what people are going through. Like, you really don't. It's true. It's so true. Yeah. And I think that you don't know how, you know, you don't know what someone's going through. You don't know when something happened. Something could have happened to someone, you know, like, eight months ago. And they're still in it, you know. And Mm -hmm. especially something this personal, I don't know. Again, yeah. I could go on about that. Um, but yeah, I just, my, I guess my thought, I've, I've done pregnancy announcements myself, but after mm-hmm. this year, I learned so much. I think that I wish people thought about that whole thing. Like you don't know what somebody's going through before they even announce like happy things. I know it's kind of a, a touchy subject, I guess, because of course people should be entitled to share their good news. Um, Oh, for sure. Yeah. But Absolutely. when you're on the other side of it, it feels so bad to see so much of it. And um, so when I had my second son this year, I really wanted to obviously share with the people in my life that I was pregnant again. But I knew so many people who had been struggling with infertility, people who had just miscarried, people that I was really close with. And I didn't feel right. It just felt it was the last thing on my mind to share it on social media. But I also felt really awkward. I didn't want to just pop out a baby and then have people I'm like sort of close with be like, wait, why didn't you say anything? You like, <laughs> yeah, like I felt weird no matter what. And yeah. I, I'm not even kidding. Like this was a recurring topic in therapy for me. And mm-hmm. my therapist's advice was you can't, you aren't responsible for somebody's happiness or sadness. And, you know, you, at the same time, you can be respectful of what they're going through. So I always kind of carry that with me. And when I found the words to talk to you and other friends mm-hmm. and deliver it in a way that felt right and, and felt respectful and wasn't just like dismissive of what you've gone through, or my friends have gone through, I just messaged you privately. And I know that you and I have talked about this Um especially when you're close with someone when they just are like, surprise, here's my Facebook announcement. This is how you're going to find out. Mm-hmm. I have to tell you that I will never forget that moment. I was 
I mean, it's so bad for you, but I had my phone in my face in the dark with the TV. I was probably watching like Julie and Julia or something. <laughs> and because uh, I love that movie or Pride and Prejudice, one of those two, you know, that's how I roll. But I remember being on Instagram and I remember seeing that your your beautiful little face popped up with a new message and you sharing with me that you were expecting. And I was so excited for you and it it wasn't about the hey I know like I just loved a that you were sharing such an important milestone in your life with me but the fact that you were so empathetic to my situation and not like that I have a you know a scarlet on my chest or anything but like it is hard I I would be a liar if I didn't acknowledge that especially like the rest of 2019 like like the first full year whenever I saw the whenever I saw like pregnancy announcements come up that it didn't kind of like hurt but I I was so incredibly happy not that I need not that I ever expected nor needed or maybe I didn't realize I did that someone to say like hey I know you've gone through this and it's absolutely terrible and I'm aware that this moment might cause you like a tinge of pain but like I want to share this with you because it's such an exciting moment in my life like I was so ecstatic I was crying tears of joy I could cry and (laughs) I mean, like, and Dean's, like, just, like, a perfect little man who's, like, so freaking cute. (laughs) Um, I was just so happy. And it also just, like, you bringing this topic up now, it reminds me of the time Mm -hmm. when people felt so uncomfortable that they didn't tell me. And then they did pop up with, like, pregnancies or I was finding out from and I was just like I am not going to spit on you because you are pregnant like that's not the person I've ever been in my entire life right I and it's I think that that needs to be on them for their uncomfortability you know what I mean Mm -hmm. but totally I like I am so freaking happy for people to be growing their families and it's like so exciting for them and I'm, I like love ant life. It's like literally Aww. right now. I love it. I'm like so into it I'm about it. Like I love it. And I, and I love all of my friends' kids and I'm obsessed with them. And I will like smell any baby that you give me. <laughs> I will literally smell your baby. Cause it's like such a beautiful intoxicating scent. Like how has no one bottled it? I don't know. But it's, you know, it, it's hard, but that's where I had to, like, realize that that wasn't my stuff. That was that person's yeah, situation totally. that they didn't feel comfortable to share it with me. And I think that that is one of the many reasons that I know that you are one of my people that, like, you realize as just a human-to-human thing. Like, I'm going to tell you this, not that you are deserving of any, like, VIP <laughs> you are information before I but like you actually like thought about hey I've been through this experience like if someone that I've 
that I personally talked to, if they were expecting, like, I would love if they shared that with me and, like, talked to me about it and said, hey, if you're feeling sad about this, like, I don't want you to feel sad about it. I want you to be happy with me. But I know that this could really impact you in multiple ways. And, um, And I'm always appreciative of that. And I'll never forget that you shared that with me. I felt so super lucky. Mm. And honestly, like, your sons are so freaking cute. Thank <laughs> like, you. I cannot wait to meet them. You're so really sweet. really unfortunate that all this stuff, like, really stirred up during a pandemic. I know. I just want to smell Dean's head. I know. It. You'll get, like we're going to get there. <laughs> I will bottle it as I can now. I'm just going to drive. <laughs> Is there, like, a dry, a curbside baby head smelling? Yeah. Um, you know, awesome. I think that you said it so perfectly and you also mentioned for a second there, you know, I never wanted to make somebody feel like, hey, I know you're like incapable of handling it. Like, no, you know what I'm saying? Like there's such a fine yeah. line of treat yeah. of talking down to someone, I guess it is. Yeah. And yeah. making them feel worse. Like, oh God, wait, should I be falling apart over this? Because, you know, I can imagine, I think just having been through it made me so sensitive to it. But, and it's funny that I'm using the word but here because what I'm about to say is something I've been really actively working on for myself. And I think it really fits in to this exact topic. Um, Like using the word and instead of but has made such a difference in my life. It's super cheesy. This is like the next live, laugh, love probably. But (laughs) um, it really has changed the way I see things where, you know, Basically, your response could be like, um, I'm so happy for my friend who's pregnant and I'm I'm really hurting that I'm still not pregnant and I am really sad that it's still not me. You know, like that's how I felt in the past when friends would tell me that they were pregnant after I miscarried. It wasn't this but because I think but makes it sound like, I don't know, just like dismisses both feelings. And the and is like, no, there's room for both. Like you can feel both at the same time. So, quick question. Mm-hmm. How do you want me to send you my form of payment for the therapy session? <laughs> <laughs> this one's on me. I should not be anyone's oh, therapist. Oh, the first one's free. I've heard about this. I've heard about this. Um, Isn't you know, that like kind of like a really, it's like a simple little like life hack, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, I love that. And I think that if everybody just remembers that, it would make things less uncomfortable for both parties because I think it's uncomfortable to be in an either situation. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's – follow me for more life hacks because that's, <laughs> that's that's actually all I've got. But, um, Subscribe. You know, Subscribe. <laughs> the other thing that I find really interesting and really sad, and I wonder your experience with this, is that nobody does any of this or even really checks in with um, – the fathers, like your husband, my husband, they're not treated uh, the same way at all. I was hoping that you were going to talk about this. Yeah, um, for sure. That we were going to talk about this. I have only seen my husband cry twice oh in the whole God. time that I've known him. Mm. Once was on our wedding day and I didn't even cry. Oh <laughs> I looked God. that good. <laughs> you can't mess your makeup up. No. <laughs> um. And then the second time was when, you know, we were in the hospital, uh, when I was miscarrying and, and it was just crazy. I, 
you know, I was dealing with like truly what was going on with my body at that point. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I never, I never, I chose and I, and I'm very thankful that I, that I made the decision not to, um, see Mm. Brian and I, and Steve, and Steve decided to, you know, to see her and, um, and that, and I'm happy he did because that was his choice. And, but I could tell in a different way that it was affecting him. Um, maybe not immediately. I think mine was much more immediate. Uh, I think that his, um, his stuff kind of got heavier as more and more of his very close knit friend group continued to announce pregnancies and it's a blessing and a curse they're like the best like group of friends I mean it's huge they're amazing tight-knit I am so impressed I have like you know like three whole people and same you're one of them (laughs) and um and my dog is another one. <laughs> and I, I, uh, I mean, and I love this, you know, friend group and they've known Steve and we, I'm now at this point, I've known them for like 10 years. And, and I think it was harder for Steve because he, not that he was ever like a quote unquote leader of certain things, but you know, like once again, it gets back to that first topic that we talked about, yeah. um, that like timeline stuff and, like I think it no I think I I am pretty certain that it affects him more than he would like to admit I'm sure now-ish and that's two years later yeah and I and that's hard for me to know that and not deal deal's not the right word but like be his partner in that um because it's not, I, I mean, I wish, obviously, I wish I could just flip the switch and be like, here we go. Right, <laughs> we're right. Going, we're pregnant. Um, but, it, you know, it's it's just, even though, like, I don't know, I think it, and I'm sure this will be in your notes to talk about, but, like, that it'll happen what's supposed to be. I do believe that. Not in, like, the weird yes. home goods, like, <laughs> sign, it'll happen. When it's supposed to, it wasn't meant to be like that. But I, I believe in, you know, things truly happening when they're supposed to. Absolutely, and, yeah. Um, and for us, I, I believe that it, our story is going to continue and we will be parents. And uh, But it's hard with the guys. It's definitely hard, you know. Uh, they don't get to, like, be a true, I don't know, like, there's empathy there, but there's not, like, I don't know, you know, it's a freaking masculinity thing. Like there's just yeah. not like and they, the sensitivity, like yeah. for us as their part as our partner, as the, our husband, and like it, it's like they almost don't feel like they can fully emote over it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's weird. I think it's also because they don't have the support system. So you, yeah. we as women, I think typically get it all out a lot yeah. sooner and a lot more thoroughly and men just kind of have to sit with it and they don't feel as comfortable to like dial up their best friend and be like, Hey, I'm really in it right now. Can I talk to you? 
It's not there. It's not really in their DNA overall, which is really sad. And it makes me sad that he's still, you know, really struggling because of course, you know, it's, it's hard to deal with something like that when you don't have that support system outside of like your spouse and, and immediate people. I think as women, we could just have, look at all the, the pages and memes and things on social media. There's not many for men. I don't think I've ever or will ever see a man share anything about miscarriage. No, I think, I mean, I know you're completely right. It's sad. It's I've, so... I've never seen it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. And yeah, poor guys. I feel, you know, I feel like for them. The, I do. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely hard. I, I know that things are certainly moving better. You know, we had a good talk, um, about just things that we want to accomplish together, like career wise and, you know, family wise. And, you know, do we, want to stay where we're currently living or do we want to move like into a different area maybe closer to you that would be amazing uh, right um but it's just it's super interesting and i think that a lot of things got put into perspective like i don't know it's like is is the work that you're doing as in the job is the job that you're doing like doing anything for you like does it do anything for you? Like, yeah. I don't, I, I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I think luckily, luckily I am super thankful that my husband, you know, will talk to me, that he's not just like a brick and he won't, you know, open up and right. I, you know, he allows me to support him in the ways that, um, he needs, which, you know, I think is really great about our relationship and, and vice versa. Um, but it's, it is weird. It's weird that there's not that support system to your point. Like, yeah. I also, we are right now. Yeah. We're carrying our own stuff and then we need to, yeah. <laughs> we need to do that for them. And Mike, Mike's whole thing, my husband's whole thing is, I'm okay if you're okay. And if you're not okay, yeah. I need to make sure you're okay. And I think they're so wrapped up in us and it's so sweet. Yeah. And it's, yeah. of course, you know, we're the ones physically going through it and really feeling it on yeah. every level. But yeah. yeah, I don't think that they're prioritized. They don't prioritize themselves and their healing. No. Society doesn't really prioritize that. So I think that's the one thing missing completely from the conversation about miscarriages because we're getting better. Um, yeah, for sure. I also think it's interesting... Um, very curious of your thoughts about it. Um, there's this whole movement for women to talk about their miscarriages and, and, you know, don't hide, you know, don't be ashamed. But then there's also a counter movement now for women to feel like they don't have to talk about it. Like it's not anyone's business or you don't have to be the poster child for anything you don't want to be. And you don't have to share it just because just for other people, which I think is interesting. I'm so happy you brought this up. Oh, good. I <laughs> I felt a certain type of way, like I don't even know. A like responsible. Ago, there, th- there was, there was a 
uh, two people, one that I would say is a friend, another one that I would say is much more of an acquaintance. And they both shared that they had got, and once again, I'm not, this is not a, it's probably going to sound judgmental, but it's no, not. Like, it's, it's not um, a judgy thing, but that they had both gone through miscarriages, but it felt much more content driven than hmm. talking about their experience. And that rubbed me such a terrible way that I unfollowed one of them. And the other one, like, you know, I think that it was much more of a immaturity thing versus, but I, I don't, it just was like, I don't know. It didn't feel genuine. Like, it didn't feel genuine it for didn't, you. Yes. Thank you. It did not feel genuine. And, and then I was like, you know what, Liz, like you got to just like, that's their experience. This is how they wanted to share it. Yeah. You didn't share it in the throes of, you know, walking out of the hot, like, yeah. You, you know, whatever. So I had that moment with myself and I checked myself, but that was really hard for me with the, the sharing thing. And uh, but it just didn't feel genuine. And then there's the other part, like, yeah, of course, like I support your decision. If you don't want to share it, that's fine. But you can't make me feel bad about sharing it because for the, the other part of the 25% of women that, feel like they're alone because maybe some people aren't sharing. I'm going to be the one that I I will share this. And when I finally shared it on August 15th of 2019, I got so many messages from so many women that had gone through it. And I felt so much better Mm. um, because at that point, Yes, because the quarantine, the lockdown truly brought us together, Yeah, you know? Um, I, I'm pretty sure that you messaged me, though. I'm like... Oh, I, I definitely sure did. You messaged me, yeah. I was heartbroken um, for you. I remember yeah. that. I remember the post. I remember everything. Yeah, I, like, so, I, I know, stand out, there was one woman who I, who had shared with me that she had gone through, before I shared... Um, like socially that I had shared that we had gone through it versus like our very close group of friends. And, um, and that really meant a lot to me because I only, the only other person I knew that had gone through miscarriage was my mom. And um, just friendly reminder, our moms are like, you know, 25 to 30 years older than us. Like it's not like a shared, I mean, it is a shared experience. I don't want to diminish their experiences, but like, it's not it's different. the same, it's, yeah. it, you know, and, um, so sharing it felt really good for me. And I remember when you shared, you know, your miscarriage that I was, you know, once again, I think that brought us even closer together Yeah. and, um, and I was so happy to be a support to you and I was so happy to be a support to other women when they were messaging me about my experience. And I was just like, okay, like, we need to all, I mean, God, I had no idea. I freaking no idea right. that all these women were going through miscarriage, but not only miscarriage, the infertility part yeah. of it, that people that were in the midst of IVF, it, like that they were doing a, a second, third round. Like, I, I mean, oh my goodness. Like uh, if we put this much effort into supporting women through actual fertility versus right. like demanding that people keep, yeah things people babies 
you know, I'm not going to get political, but if we just put that effort into actually helping women going through loss versus just forcing them to go on a certain path, I think we would all be in a better spot. But anyway, I digress. Yes. Um, but yeah, it, it the the announcing, the the speaking about versus not speaking about, it's hard. It's hard because I don't. I I like look at myself and I'm like, oh, would I have responded differently if it was a year ago that this person mm-hmm. posted this versus last month? Like, yeah, it's I'm I'm a split. I'm split. Today. I feel you. But it's I, the and. Yeah, I you will can say tell and. you. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and. I think I need to say a but. But I still stand by the fact that I felt that those announcements were not genuine. And yeah. I, and they were con- content driven. And it made me sad. But at the same time, I was still there. Them. I don't know. You're you're allowed. That's that's the thing. It's like everybody <laughs> everybody processes it differently. Everybody grieves differently. Some people need to talk about it and talk about it very openly. Some people cringe at the thought and at the sight of that. I think it's so normal to have just like all different opinions, even at the same time, you know. But it's it's definitely something that's of our generation. Like my. Our parents' generation is probably horrified at the thought that this is talked about. I mean, maybe not. They're probably oh glad. Oh, my God. No, but... for sure. Yeah. For sure. They are horrified. For them, it was like, you didn't know. I, You know, like, I didn't know half the, you know, that generation, half of the people in my family who have shared that with me or friends, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you don't, you didn't know about that growing up or I didn't anyway. No. No. Absolutely not. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I definitely think it needs to be talked about more. Like we said in the beginning, just with laws that affect our bodies and like they don't, you don't realize how much that could restrict somebody who's miscarrying, who needs a DNC and you know, they could be considered a criminal because they're going through something already traumatic that they had no business, you know, being, yeah. Anyway, I will not get political. I promised myself, but (laughs) it's hard to not. I'm it's gonna, not even political. It's like, come on. I it's, mean, Royce's Royce's mom might come after yeah. me. We don't know. Oh my gosh, these these women who are very hardcore about women. Yeah, it's women. very confusing. <laughs> like this is your body too, and you know what? I this is what I want to say is that I think people you can you're entitled to your opinion. However, you're wrong. No, um, well, you're entitled to your opinion, but the fact of the matter is anything can happen to anyone. I think people see abortion as something that's very um, voluntary, but there are so many reasons, not that we should have to say this, but some people go through things in the middle of pregnancy that they need. It's a medical abort. It's a, it's a medical procedure. Um, Yeah, I could, I could go on about it, but um, it's just, I, I don't know. It's, it's just so upsetting to think about being in that situation and then having to face what so many women are facing. Um, But let me just kick my soapbox to the side very quickly. And I, you know what? I'm, it's a shared soapbox. I believe that we've made it available to both of us. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's really just it's an upsetting week. We just found out about this yesterday. So in Texas, yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, so I definitely want to talk about things that people have said, things not to say to someone who has miscarried. So I'm gonna tell you my list of things that I wrote down, and then please feel oh. free to add if there's anything that you think people should stop saying because there's so many. But um, some that I've heard people talk about. Um, asking them if they drank coffee or were stressed or exercised too much or insinuated in any way that it was their fault. Don't do that. Um, tell them about your friend or your cousin or your roommate or your coworker's experience, positive or negative, with miscarriage. Um, don't you ever say the phrase, at least. Like if you're about to start a sentence that's ever that starts with the words at least, like at least you know you can get pregnant or at least you're young and you can try again. Just stop right there. Stop. <laughs> Don't ever say that and say almost anything else. You know, there's nothing good that follows an at least. It is toxic positivity and it is the worst thing. Nothing you say is going to make the person feel better after those two words. Um Tell them to relax, not stress. It'll happen. Or like you said before, say like everything happens for a reason. It wasn't meant to be. Like you're allowed to think that on your own. But when somebody else tells you that, you see red. Um, Correct. Do you have anything to add to this maddening list? Oh, my God. I totally forgot about at least. Oh, it's the worst. At least is, I think, top of the list. Yeah. For sure. I agree. I I like it even I, and I just love, I love people like, well, don't stress. Oh, okay. I forgot. Like, oh, I'm so glad I'm you like, told oh me. Oh my God. I forgot that <laughs> every month I don't have a constant reminder. It's not happening. <laughs> like what? what Next time mean? someone says that, please just like stop, act very shocked and be like, oh my God, thank God you told me to not act stressed because here I was just <laughs> voluntarily acting stressed until you told me to stop. You are so right. I don't <laughs> think about it every day. Right. But it could be maybe I'm going to go check my little pre-mom calendar. Yeah, right. Populating right. Like, what? It's, um, at yeah. least, yeah. Oh, my God. At least. Yeah. So basically anything along these lines, right? It's just oh, assumptions yeah. and toxic positivity and all that. And, and accusations. Like, when people ask me, like, oh, so... I was on Accutane years ago. I had really bad skin. I can't tell you how mad I got. It was so painful. The smart people I know who would say, oh, my God, just like without thinking, like, oh, my God, do you think it was related to the Accutane? I was like, the Accutane I was on years before I got pregnant, that has nothing to do with taking – it has nothing to do with a miscarriage if you're not taking it anymore while you're pregnant. Like, it was just – and it made me feel like, wow, this person – I don't know. I know that – that's not what caused it. I don't feel guilty. I don't think that's what caused it. But this person is sitting in their house right now kind of accusing me and, and wondering if I did something to, like, put my body at risk, you know? Well, I mean, thank goodness there are so many new medical professionals that we've <laughs> seen come to the forefront over the past year and a half. Right, that right. They actually are so well advanced in like medicine and science that they did not have to go to medical school (laughs) and they have no degrees in medical anything or any type of science, but they're going to tell us 
all the things we need to know. Google University, yes. <laughs> yeah, so that's so like... That's my soapbox. Yeah, I mean, this is so upsetting. I'm sorry if I'm getting like heated about it, but this whole episode, there's so many things like this wrapped up in miscarriage where there's so if people just didn't say things it would be a lot easier but then there are things that people say to me like okay because I posted once or five times about things like this like don't say this 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 so people have said to me I love them I live for it yes yeah and people have said okay this makes me feel really bad I've said some of these things okay like let it go it happens you're human we've all said the wrong thing But then they say, well, what should I say? And a few things that I think are, I'm so sorry. I'm here for you. This is so unfair. I can't imagine what you're going through. I hope you find the strength to get through this. Take all the time you need. Like just giving people the space to feel and not feel weird about feeling those things. I don't know. Anything that you found particularly helpful? I... I mean, it's like you wrote the lists from my mind. Um, (laughs) I I think that, I mean, the people, the ones that I found that were like the most, that that I truly appreciated looking back and and current day, like, you know, you don't like just move on, you know, Um, it's the people that said, this is absolutely terrible mm-hmm. I am so sorry like you know and giving me the time and also my boss at the time when she checked in with me a couple days later when she said you need to give yourself grace and I'll like never forget that because not that anyone said it to me but the fact that I had just traveled back from the west coast and then a couple days later i you know miscarried that's not as any data or anything i didn't you know i wasn't like i wasn't of course no i wasn't in the overhead bin like crumpled like no (laughs) i you know like i was being hard on myself like oh my god like did i make a mistake going and traveling even though i didn't overexert myself like i didn't that was my life i lived through literally December with no issue, you know, working retail during holiday. Um, I think that was hard for me, like thinking that I did something wrong with the travel, but the people that gave me my space said they were sorry, um, that acknowledged that I had gone through something. And that's another thing when people feel so uncomfortable that Mm -hmm. they like, don't say anything or like avoid <laughs> like, you yeah like they avoid or like or just feel so truly uncomfortable that like when a, the topic of pregnancy or anything comes up that I'm not part of the conversation that that was really hard for me that was super hard because like I said during that time like multiple babies were being born in the friend group and it was really hard because I not 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 that they were having babies so freaking happy for them but like right that I wasn't being included like I wasn't part of the group when I did have an experience and um 
and even like further on when I had certain friends, like I'll never forget the friends that the, you know, the women that, that reach out to me every Mother's Day, mm-hmm. but every Mother's Day and they're like, hey, like I'm thinking about you. Um, and Mother's Day isn't a sad day, you know, like it, it was the first year, but it, it's fine. Like it's just a, I don't know, it's like a, just a memory. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I'll never, I'm, I'll just say that I am so thankful for the women and the people that acknowledge the fact that I had the experience, but don't like drug it. Like they don't just like bring it up or they don't right. pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah. I, yeah. I no, that the, makes total sense. I don't know. You tell me like what, I mean, do you like people yeah. that are acting like you never went through something? Like it's so weird. Yeah. It's very strange. And, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt to an extent and just be like, they're uncomfortable. They feel so bad. They, they mean well, but I don't think that people realize how they can make you feel more isolated and, and uncomfortable yourself for no reason. Like, Oh, Oh, like, Oh, I can't talk about pregnancy with you. I don't want to make you feel bad. And it's like, well, now I feel like the left out weirdo. Like just, I'm not, you're making me feel more isolated and I can handle this. I don't think I'm not capable. Um, or like if you have a couple pregnant friends, like they make you feel like, oh, you just don't get it. You're not one. Like, and it they, it's like this club and it's like, no, I know how like the human body works and I'm interested <laughs> in pregnancy. Like I did get, I did feel like FOMO with some friends who were pregnant because I felt like they weren't telling me things because they felt bad. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, I'm mm-hmm. obsessed now. Like I need to know yeah. about pregnancy. Yeah. I want, yeah. I want to know about it. And, and it, it makes you feel bad. And I, I agree with everything you said. Um, yeah, yeah I, I know that a lot of people come from a good place. So I don't mean to bash anybody who's, if you've said something, you know, I'm sure you can come oh back from it. Yeah. <laughs> you like, know? You're coming from a wonderful place and you're just like, truly just trying to be supportive and like out yeah. of your mouth comes well it wasn't meant to be either right. it's fine like if I know genuinely in your heart that you like are just trying to make yes. sure that I don't crumple on the floor right there like yeah. I know that about you I would the people right. that are like <laughs> I won't even get into it I'll start sounding like a home goods no I know decor <laughs> like I but like, wouldn't you rather somebody just say like, I am so heartbroken for you. I don't even know. I don't even have the words. I don't even know what to say right now. Rather than like, look through, look at their walls and pick a live, laugh, love, you know, <laughs> quote to throw your way. Um, one thousand percent. I'd rather someone and one of my best friends said, this is so incredibly shitty. I am so sorry. It's so unfair. And I was like, thank you. Yeah, that's all you need to hear. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, I think people feel like they need to fill the void. And it's like, uh, you just, yeah, just say like, this sucks. I'm so sorry. And just be there for your friend. And I think it's very individual. Some people have asked me like, what should I do for my friend who was miscarried? There really wasn't anything other than, I mean, just knowing people were there for me when I did share it with people when it had just happened. Um I don't know. Do you think that there's anything that helped you or would have helped you? <sighs> I mean, thank goodness, like, I took time off with Steve. Mm-hmm. Even Steve's job at that point, they were actually, so. I mean, you know, he took a couple of days and then 
Um, well, they had to take me to the hospital and stuff, so they like legitimately saw me. Oh my you know, god! In my situation, so um, so they were super supportive. I mean, I think the fact that I, mean, I needed time with Steve's. Steve's my guy. He's my person. He's a good guy. Um, yeah, like I. I don't think that I would have done anything different. No, I would have. I would have gone to therapy. Mm-hmm. I would have gone to therapy because I was not in a good spot at all. Looking back on it, we had just moved into the house too. And I remember looking back on the summer of 2019. And I was like, what was I doing? Yeah. Like, why didn't I say that I was not okay? Like, you don't realize it, not just with this, but with anything when you're in that deep. Yeah. Nuts, and I'm just like, and I think back on it now, and I mean, I've said a couple times to Steve, I'm like, hey, I know that sometimes I can be sad. like, people get sad, it's fine, but if I never like truly act that weird that I don't want to see people anymore, but like, I, like beyond the, I'm tired, I don't want to see your your friends, you know, yeah. whatever. Like, I am just removing myself from being around people. I'm not my happy self. Like, there's something wrong. I need to go talk to somebody. Because looking back on it, I didn't realize how scary, like, what a scary place I was in until, like, truly, I'm I'm not even joking. Like, I think this past birthday, I, like, had a full... Oh my God, that was really a scary moment for me because, you know, obviously 2020 was just a shit show and like, you don't, you don't like, I wasn't in any bad place truly personally other than just surviving the pandemic. Um, But looking back on 2019, I was like, oh my God, why did I not know that I was in such a bad place? And I just look back on pictures too and like my face looks different because obviously I was just like drinking a lot of wine at that point and I just was numbing myself out and that is just not me and um that would be my biggest thing that I wish that I had known to go get therapy regardless of like if I quote unquote needed it I just needed to go talk to somebody about it that was not my partner or my parents or you know my best friends like truly a therapist that could help me through that trauma um that would be now looking back like if if and when I go through trauma again I just know that I need to go talk to somebody about it I I totally agree and I I am disappointed in you know like our healthcare system I know doctors have enough on their plate I absolutely respect that but I do wish yeah if someone miscarries or goes through anything like that that's just as on top of the list for a doctor to tell a patient yeah. as anything else physically. Like if they say, you're, yeah. go- you're going to expect some bleeding, expect some, you know, cramping, expect, expect to have a nervous breakdown at some point. You're like, Correct. seriously, like expect that you should go to therapy. I think that they need to normalize the emotional side of it because it, it takes a long time to get Absolutely. for a lot of people. Oh my God. Oh my God, couldn't agree more. They talk about the physical part, but like, what about the mental part? Yeah. And I remember going to the follow up appointment um, 
my doctor at the time wasn't on, like in the hospital, you know, it was like an emergency situation. So I had another doctor, but when I got to this post, whatever, like she should have like said, you know, you should, I mean, I'm crying in front of her, obviously, Ugh. like you should, uh, you should tell me probably yeah. you're some uh, therapist that I would suggest for you to Absolutely. talk to. Like, I didn't even know, you know, I didn't have the resources. And I, I couldn't agree with you more that that should be part of that, like, checkup, the post-checkup. Yeah. And Bare minimum. And just being really direct about these are the resources for you. Yeah. I mean, hopefully in the future they would wrap that into it because it seems so obvious when you're someone who's been through it. But for some reason, there's such a disconnect. Um, Correct. And I, before I forget to say this, I think that everyone in society <laughs> and the medical field and just <laughs> everyone needs to understand that no matter how early you miscarried, you know, the, I hate the term chemical pregnancy, but even if you, if you saw a, a positive pregnancy test one morning and never saw it again, yep. like you're, you just make all these mental plans and you are oh, so... Yeah. Hopeful. It's something you've never seen in your life. It's something, or even if you have, you know, it's just, it changes the way you see everything. It changes the way you feel. It's just, there's, it just something happens in your brain and something is obviously happening in your body and it's valid. And also, I want to speak about, even if it's not your first child, I mean, I felt like, okay, I'm so grateful I have my, my older son. I, you know, but at the same time, you know, and, and the whole, like, I'll say to myself, at least, like, at least I have a child because I did feel that way. I felt very grateful, uh, like, because I knew people were thinking that, you know, but I also felt it was unfair to say that whole, at least I still, you know what I mean? Because I knew what it felt like to love my son as much as I do. And then to feel it ripped from me, you know, I don't know if yeah. that makes sense, but. Oh, I saw I- both. It was an and it was an and example, <laughs> you know, like, I am so grateful you- for my son and yeah. this hurts maybe, you know, just as much as if I didn't. It was, Ripped. you know, yeah. so I think people don't feel, I didn't feel valid in feeling that because I had an early miscarriage and I also had a miscarriage after having a baby. So that's my two cents on I, those two things. That's what's so fucked up about it is like, oh my God, it's just so annoying to hear. And this is not me saying that what you said. No, no, no. It's like the the, I don't know, like chemical pregnancy, early pregnancy. Right. And honestly, at one point when I was in like the, the, I don't know, the cloud, I, I, I definitely had another positive pregnancy test, but it's like, I don't even remember. It was definitely during 2020, but like, you know, let's all, let's all be real about that year. But it, it's just crazy that it's it's still a um, comparative thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like right. you feel like you can't grieve the pregnancy because it was quote unquote early or quote unquote after yeah. a baby, and like that's not right. Like, yeah. still to your point, which I totally understand that once you see that test, like whoa come on everybody yeah. let's be real we got names we got yeah. 
<laughs> There's a belly shot. <laughs> yeah. We got baby list is alive and well. Yeah. Like, we got stuff like sign sealed delivered. Yeah. And um and it's hard to like fully accept when those things don't come to fruition. Yeah. And um yeah, it's hard. I mean, it makes me so sad to like hear and I got a couple of messages like that when I shared my miscarriage. Like I was only blank mm. weeks. I was like, yeah. no, but that's not the point. Right. Like you were pregnant, I'm preg I was pregnant, like that's no. Like it's, we don't need to compare right. people's trauma. Like it's absolutely fucking terrible. We're both in the same terrible boat together. Um, but yeah, it's hard. It's hard that you always have to feel like it's a validate or like mm -hmm. take away from your experience. Like you don't totally it's fucking terrible. Yeah, you miscarried. You fucking miscarried, and it's awful because you had the whole plan. Yeah, for that child in your head and in your heart, and it's terrible. It really is, and that's actually a really perfect way to put it. You know, and and it's all relative. It's all. You're allowed to feel whatever you feel, you know, it's yeah. honestly that simple, you know, but we all feel like we have to, I don't know, justify it, I guess, in some way. And yes. yeah, I don't know, like who determined that we always have to like have something to say or like back something up. It yeah. must be like freaking, I don't know, the patriarchy, like, like you must show that you have, I don't know, I, I'm rambling now, but we always have to justify what we have to, you know, what our experience is. And that's mm -hmm. just so not, it's not like a real human thing. Like, no, totally. This is my raw emotion. This is my raw experience. And yeah, Absolutely. I'm just, I'm just happy. I'm like so thankful for people like you who are real about their experiences and like see that sharing them are, are like, truth for other people and healing for other people that may not have the confidence or strength to share their experience themselves. And then they're, they know that they're not alone. And I really hope that this podcast reaches somebody who feels that way. And this kind of drags them out of it, you know, and yeah, you might not have the support in your life, but the resources out there really make a difference. At least I felt that way when I was afraid to share with anyone. Um, and I'm so grateful that you, that you came on to talk about this. Cause I really think that it, everything you said just, you know, for a lot of women, they can unfortunately relate, but seeing how you've come out on the other side, I think it's, you know, I don't want to say inspirational, but it is, you know, like you're just like such a positive person and, you know, I don't want you to feel like, oh, this is your, this is, it is inspirational, but I don't want you to feel like it's your, um, your duty. Like this is your, uh, you're the poster child of this, you know? Um, cause you're so much more than that. And I think that just knowing that and reminding yourself of that as a woman with all this whole topic of pregnancy in general, you know, you're so much more than your pregnancy, your miscarriage, your baby. It's just, it's what the whole podcast is about. You know, I'm not like a regular mom. There's so much more to me. I am so thankful that you had me on and oh. obviously we're going to like, you know, text on, you know, the phone or Instagram <laughs> in like five seconds yes. post closing of this Seriously. Podcast. 
<laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for coming on. Seriously, I know this is a really personal, vulnerable topic. So I'm so grateful that you, you shared it. Perfect. Thank you so much, Liz. Thank you so much to Liz for coming on and sharing her story. Um, I hope this episode was helpful to you or if you or someone you love has suffered through a miscarriage, as always, follow me at not like a regular mom podcast on Instagram. I will be posting some content about miscarriages this week. Um, and feel free to email me with questions or feedback at not like a regular mom podcast at gmail.com.